0: So guys, welcome to the third episode of our Movember specials. I hope you've been enjoying them this far. Today's topic is a slightly heavy one, but it's essential, especially in line with what Movember's all about. And so the topic today, me and Oscar will be tackling is mental health as a whole, and more specifically suicide. Um, before we dive into the topic, I want us to make a distinction between mental health and mental illness. Because when somebody says physical health, you think of it as a positive. You think gym or not gym, you think eating good or eating bad. And it's the same thing with mental. With mental, it's health, as in holistic, you know, it's not mental illness. So when we're using that word, we don't, we're not saying mental illness, we're talking about mental health as a whole. Um, so I want us to firstly to talk about our own sort of journeys in terms of our strengths in our, in our mental health, how we've tried to develop that as individuals. And then I'll, I want to talk about a slight study we discussed earlier and a few of the issues mm. within Kenya, in general when it comes to men's mental health um one stat i think we'll kick off with is the fact that suicide um is like the leading second leading cause of death around the world which is absolutely nuts in our demographic of 18 to 35. so it's an issue issue like it's oh a, it's a serious issue it's That's more insane. dangerous than drugs it's more dangerous than alcohol so you know if you're putting effort into to- telling people to not do drugs let's talk about enhancing your mental health as well you know so yeah let's explore that topic so oscar yourself oh
1: my god you know when you're talking about mental health you always have to go to that place mm. even if it's on camera even if it's live like because it's real yeah. you and me like yeah. it's something that both of us have had to face at some point or the other mm. Mm. like you have to go to that place where you're like what does mental health actually mean mm. to me mm. and what does it mean to our audience and mm. to everyone and for me i think it all boils down to why we started Man Talk and why we decided that, you know, let's try and be the change that our society needs, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it's not talking from an entitled point of view, it's talking more from a point of view of men need to be heard, um, young men specifically, in the past 10 to 15 to 20 years. Um, there's been a lot of rapid change that's been unprecedented in human history. We don't even have the wiring for it. Yeah. With how social capital has, the value of social capital has increased to the advent of social media, with how... Um, with how uh, the job market, the economy, we've been hit by two financial crises. Yeah. Not one, Within two, our average lifetime. Within yeah. our average lifetimes. Yeah. So, like, there's a lot of pressure on men to still deliver and provide and go out into markets and make families. Mm, mm. And, of course, that comes with a lot of pressure. Mm. And if we undermine... And the more we undermine men, yes, we, we do understand that women throughout history have been undermined. But mm. the empowerment of men and women um, should be as universal as possible. Yeah. And like yeah. Man Talk is just trying to get men to understand that you're not alone. Mm. That we can work together throughout each problem that you mm. have. Mm. And together we can build a community of professionals, of youth, mm. and of, of of strong, able men who are able to take Africa and Kenya to the next level. Mm. Mm. I think I think that's that's why I think we and the first point yeah. to
0: achieve that is through conversations yeah. and I think um, one thing we said when we had a, a seminar with a many active who were lucky enough to have us yeah. is that through man talk, with us showing vulnerability and us being honest and open and being um, a reference point for guys to, to be like these guys talked about this topic, we can too. Yeah. You know, they're like I watched this and another conversation happens. Yeah. It, it ties with your point of man talk being actually about conversation because I think that's, it's a healing process yeah. for most men. Um, I think, uh, like you've mentioned, with this so, so, like the pressures that have come with this new generation that we're, that we're in, I think one thing that in the world that I'm in, in terms of social media, that's one thing that I've seen play a massive role. And that's with, when you, globalization is an amazing thing. It's a fantastic thing. But when you're exposed to so many other things, that can sometimes come with pressures. When you're exposed to everybody in the world through your smartphone, yeah. that comes with now a mirror effect of like, I don't like my environment. I don't like where I am. I don't like what my life looks like in comparison to somebody else. Yeah. Whereas before it might have been a, I, I compare myself to my immediate circle or slightly expand, ex, expanded circle. Yeah. But now when it's a, on a global scale, there's a lot of pressure. And um, one thing I've seen from that is, uh, we're talking just off camera, about uh, the situation in Kenya as a whole. Uh, so one example we were discussing is, we're both from Meru. Yeah, we're, so both from my, Meru we're both yeah. from Meru, So our reference point was looking at Meru and uh, a study that was done there. And this is a reflection of the pressures we're talking about. So I think they studied just over 500 guys with um, just 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 a general conversation around suicide. Because now, as you mentioned, the statistic is is very high. Mm. So within these 500 men, what they found is that they were asking them, have they ever contemplated it? Have they ever gone to that place where, you know, it's so many events have led to you thinking the only way out right now is is suicide, which is a very grave thing to talk about. But they found that. When you, when you know somebody within your circle that has attempted or committed suicide, now the percentage of you contemplating it goes up. For instance, I think the stats were, if you have some, you know, one person, in, like just socially or in family, that's committed suicide, your rate of contemplating it goes up by 5%. Then when you know two people, it goes up to 17%. Jesus. When you know three people or more, it's 32%. Oh my God. So the thing that I think I took away from that is, Sometimes we look at suicide as the individual that got to that place, but we don't look at those impacted immediately from that person. You know, that healing process is sometimes neglected because they focus completely on the person that's committed. But if we're looking at these stats, it's showing that if you know somebody that knows somebody that's committed suicide or attempted, chances are their contemplation rate is higher. So it's having that conversation. If you know somebody that has talked about their friend, be like, okay, that's very sad but how are you like from that situation how are you coping has that impacted your own mental health yeah so i think that's something that sometimes we when we're talking about the subject we neglect that's which a, is that's tough. a
1: very it's mm. a very daunting statistic yeah right? yeah, yeah oh goodness because that mm. means that if you've heard about Ex- yeah if you've heard about someone committing suicide yeah then it means that you have there's a higher probability that you will contemplate it. it yeah yeah contemplate reaches, it yeah, which might be almost everyone who's watching this right now.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, Meaning that you're in the red, mm, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, so I think we should really just let's let's really be careful um, around the yeah. topic of mental health. And like, yeah. one of the problems that I think I've seen um, now that we've done a little bit of work on mm. on 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 suicide and, and mental health is mental health awareness is mm. there's a lot of stigmatization of people who've actually attempted suicide yes. or who have uh, mental health issues. Mm. Mm. And this stigmatization might even be embedded in our laws,
0: Yes, yes, which is yeah. quite
1: insane. Mm. Um, because I found that in Kenya, what is the legal status of suicide? Mm. This was one of the questions I had to ask myself. Um, mm. Because you know, if a society doesn't understand something, it tends to criminalize it. Mm. You get what mm. I mean? Mm. 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 Um, so when I looked at the penal code I actually was shocked it's there in black and white Mm. um Mm. section 226 of the penal code says that anyone who attempts suicide is guilty of a misdemeanor Mm. now for in terms of legal terminology a misdemeanor is not necessarily an offense Mm. uh um, it's not necessarily a felon it is an offense but it is not necessarily a felony so Mm. felonies are what you know um we talk theft uh, robbery with violence. That often leads to imprisonment Mm. um, of Mm. three years or higher, or Mm. um, uh, yeah, or imprisonment of three years or higher, or a jail term. So Mm. it's often it's a very um, a felony is kind of the higher version of the misdemeanor. It's very hard for me to break it all down here, Mm. Mm. but a misdemeanor is still a reprimand by the state. Basically, the government of Kenya can sanction a punishment for you. So Mm. imagine you're punishing someone who's already suffering from mental Mm. health issues. Mm. Mm. Um, The worst
0: part of that as well is naturally when. If something's criminalized, yeah, you've now got an extra stigma on yeah. somebody that was already battling societal pressures. Exactly. So you're not oh dealing with the issue; you're making yeah. the issue criminal too. Yeah, you're making. Yeah, I mean.
1: exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm I'm starting to ask myself what resources has government allocated mm. um, for people who suffer from mental health problems? Because mm. if you criminalize something, have you then focused on rehabilitation? Exactly. You know, exactly. You know, have yeah. you focused on yeah. rehabilitation? If, let's say, you make it a misdemeanor as a mechanism to hold someone accountable towards a program, mm. then maybe it can be rationalized, if at all. Yeah. But to, for someone to have a criminal record for mm. attempting suicide, which mm. means they're handling their own personal
0: stresses, mm. I think that's something that's just... No, it's outrageous. It's outrageous. Um, for, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like we can, we can look at, like we always say on Man we always say we can look at exterior and be like, that's sad. Like, that's a situation in government that's very dire. Yeah. But the only thing we can do, because you know, there's the quote we always say, we always say on our live videos, is it's not your fault about the situation, but it's your fault how you respond to the situation. Yeah. Even though we're in Kenya and maybe that's the case, I think the only thing we can do is independently try to de stigmatize. Because if they've now got the criminalization, maybe we can't change that law. Yeah. We can appeal and stuff, but we can't change that law. What we can do is take away the stigma now on a societal level, yeah. so that even if you hear somebody's Somebody's done it. It doesn't come into like, a, doesn't turn into a conversation of oh, like that guy's a bit unstable. That guy. It turns into an empathetic situation yeah. where you're like, okay, let's find out why. Let's not address the situation in a negative light. Le- in a negative light. Yeah. Let's normalize the conversation because then now when that person is being asked to express how they got to that place, they're in a more comfortable position. Yeah. Rather than it being now a topic of, you know, maybe elders or somebody else in your immediate circle is now looking down on you because they look at it as a mental weakness.
1: Yeah. As a mental weakness. Yeah. I think
0: that's where a lot of the the issue I issues understand right? that completely. Yeah.
1: Mm. I, I think how I'd also like to put it is the social value of any mm. of any law mm. is in the behavior it creates. Yes. If you're if 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 you've created a law that creates stigma, mm. that the government is willing to say we will reprimand you for something like this, instead of we will support you or mm. we will try our best to rehabilitate mm. you. Mm. Um, I think that's a a very, that's a bad indicator Mm. um, of where where Kenya's um, priorities are when it comes to mental health. And globally, if it was analyzed, I think it might cost us a lot Mm. um, in terms of our political standing, our geopolitical Mm. standing. Mm. Um, As individuals, I strongly believe that how you can rectify that is by being proactive in making sure that people who have attempted suicide should try to be made to be understood. Like, we understand Mm. the impulse that you're Mm. going through. And we understand the fact that it's not, it might not even be voluntary, mm, you know. Mm, yeah. So you might need counselling and, and like as friends or as people within that social circle, you're also at risk. But yeah. if you ignore it, mm. just like you're ignoring the other person's needs, mm. you too can be harmed. 100%, 100%. So it's like, whoa, like that's a mind blowing. Like yeah. those two things, mm, stigma mm. and that statistic that you just told me yeah. about 32%. Wow, yeah. I mean, that's insane. Yeah,
0: man. yeah. And I think as well, like... A lot of this does come from our environment because we say when I was when I was reading, there's, there's it kind of there's there's two factors to it. There's one where it says that a lot of these stats in yeah. terms of the now the contemplation rates being higher was regardless of social economical status. Really. So no matter how rich you are, that effect you felt from somebody committing suicide it still has the same effect as if it was somebody in a poorer economical state. You're still going to have that same effect. So regardless of your resource that's a battle you need to fight and you need help to fight it yeah. and you need to be acknowledged that it's a battle you're fighting because if you're going through that you're one of the 32 percent contemplating and it's never addressed it carries on carries on you become that statistic and it's a ripple effect Then yeah. somebody else becomes the 32 yeah. percent Do you see what i mean another situation that they were saying in terms of the people taking their lives is that it was down to sometimes extreme poverty that was down to that so i feel like there's two ways to sort of look at it you know regardless of how you get there you're gonna affect those people, but there's, there's effects that your environment does dictate, you know, in terms of your mental health. So I feel like it just, I think, it sounds really fairytale, but I think a lot of it does come down to, like, human kindness. So I mean, like human kindness, because if you've got somebody that's already struggling, like they're on extreme poverty, and it comes down to day-to-day things, extreme poverty, imagine now you're, you're on the streets doing something, right, and then every day, the people you're interacting with are looking at you, or they're, like, treating you badly. You know, you're, you're a beggar and you're being treated badly. That now leads to them being like, this is my situation. And also society is making me feel even worse. That leads to a start. What can we do about that? That's what I'm saying. I think it's just kindness. When you see somebody, like, down, down on their luck, yeah. a simple act of kindness, I really feel can make a difference. It's not, it's not on, on a macro level, but on a micro level as an individual, just a simple act, simple act of kindness. I yeah. genuinely believe that, make, that can make a difference. If not a <sighs> dent.
1: I don't know. Like... You know, Mantok, we're trying to build a community mm. um, and we've been doing so, you know, through our live episodes mm. during COVID. I really do think that we should try and leverage mm. that to try and, like, lift people from poverty. Mm. Mm. Do you think, like, we should try in terms of, like, building networks, whether it's charity donations or something, mm. I don't know. Mm. We need to think, come up with a strategy. Yeah. Um, and we need everyone's help in this. We need to come up with a strategy for, on how to, how to take away that need to take away your own life simply Mm. because of extreme poverty. Yeah. And just try and contribute in whatever small way we can because we're not like super wealthy guys. Yeah, yeah. Just to just help a few people, you know, like be a platform that's for good. Mm. You know, Mm. I feel like...
0: We need to have that conversation. And guys, if you have any ideas or people that are doing this work already that we can plug into, we'd love that. Yeah. I want us to, um, like I mentioned at the beginning, I feel like vulnerability is strength. And I want to, I'll share mine if you want to share yours. Mm. It's up to you. What some of the, we've talked about societal pressures mm-hmm. and we talked about like stigmatization of men and, and the strength you're supposed to have, the so called strength you're supposed to have as a man, meaning that weakness is normally a no go. So I want to talk about my, my weakness and my experience that I've had so that maybe, because what I find, because what I do online, um, I put myself out there quite a bit, like in terms of fashion, lifestyle, and sometimes that might paint in the picture of Eli's always okay, Eli's always rosy, Eli doesn't go through these dark situations. So I want to just tell people like what I've been through. Okay. Um, when I came to Kenya, obviously moving, if you, so in my studies in, in university, one of the massive life stresses is moving house. On top of that as number one, death is third. Moving environment is first in terms of a life stress. Jeez. Yeah. So when I moved to Kenya, I didn't take that into account. I have, I've had a great time, I've had a great time, but the, essential, the importance of real relationships is something we take for granted. So in my line of work, everything I was doing, it was very, very um, fickle relationships. It was like, yeah, superficial. And it's a lot of like, even in business, it was you need something, I need something. There's no real connection here. Whereas I've come from somewhere where I have a really strong network of friends. And that's something that took a toll on me. And I didn't realize until I want to say beginning of 2019. Really? Everything was going well. I think I was, ma- I was making money. If you saw my, my Instagram story, I was going to events all the time. I was with the finest chicks all the time, <laughs> all right? All the time, yeah. And on paper, it looked fantastic. It looked amazing. And that's why I want to say this, because if someone looked at my story then, they were be like, I wish I was doing what Eli's doing. And I get those messages. But there was one, one four-day stretch. I think I'd... That week, I'd done, like, interview TV, been to, like, a gig in one week. And endorphin levels, enjoyment levels were high. But then I got to a Thursday... I think it was a Thursday? Thursday of the next week. And I was just like... I'm not enjoying myself. Yeah. I've, on paper, I've been enjoying myself. I'm not enjoying myself. And I think that's the first time as an individual in a room alone, I cried as a fully grown man. For real? For real, for real. I cried and I was like, "What? I don't understand. I don't understand yeah. because everything here, there's money in my wallet. There's people I'm with all the time, but I still feel like I'm like alone. I'm with my brother, but I still feel I'm in my room alone. And that's when I spoke to my dad actually and said, Do you know what the reason is that you're going through this? he says all of your relationships right now so you talk to whom my dad my yep. dad i call my dad and actually before i talk about that the the difficulty it took for me to pick up my phone it was a straight i looked at my phone for a good half an hour yeah. i texted my brother he was out didn't reply to my text i was like firstly come on i've just texted you i just said dude i'm not feeling too good um can you call me right but that was like a i think he thought i'm not feeling well i'm ill right he didn't realize it was like a I'm feeling down down then I called my dad I was like dad I don't know what's going on I don't know what's going on like what have you ever been through this because he's done a lot of stuff and he's achieved a lot So it feels like you're achieving but at the same time it feels like you're on an island on your own and he said honestly how many people are you with at the moment this went at the beginning of our friendship so we weren't as close as we are now in terms of the guys at Mantalk. talk yeah. so it's like how many people do you have real conversations with how many people do you feel like you can call if you need help that are in Kenya that are more, less than an hour away I said one my brother and he was like, "That's the problem. When you're back home, you can go to your friends' house. You can go have real conversations." And I was like, "I'd been on this roller coaster of, you know, doing good things, you know, meeting new people, like la-, la la la." And when it came to that dark moment, I was like, "Yeah, this means nothing. This means nothing." And that's when I understood. You know, when you hear somebody's taking their own life, some somebody really rich has done something, some celebrity's done this. That's now them have experienced that on a higher level. I experienced that on a really small level. And I was like, if I didn't deal with that dark moment and have a conversation, and I internalized and carried on doing it, internalized, carrying on doing it. If you remember our conversations, I said to you as a joke, I've retired. Yeah. That's why. Oh and yeah. And I've never told you. I said I'm not. I don't care. Yeah, I'm going out. Yeah. That yeah. was why. I had the four day stretch. Oh my god. Yeah. And I've never this said. This is it. why I always tell you, brah. Yeah. Time. Time. And And, I'm like, yeah. and you're like, and I'm, I'm like, retired. No, I'm t- I've retired. I don't care about those kind of relationships oh anymore. Oh my god. For me to go to an event. There needs to be money involved or something involved. Yeah. But for me to go and just have interviews, I don't, I don't do interviews. I told you the other day, I was asked to do an interview. I don't yeah. do it yeah. because I don't want to have all yeah. of this high energy, high energy, but for no real reason. So that's just been my... I thought I'd share that because I think it's important. That's, that's a powerful story. Exactly, yeah. So when somebody's even watching me online, it's never all rosy. I've yeah, yeah. cried for three days straight as a fully grown man, 27-year-old man. wild. So that's just me showing my vulnerability. Yeah. I don't know if you've got anything you want to share
1: if not, uh, I think I did. Yeah, I think I did on a live. Yeah, yeah. I did share. Yeah, yeah I did share guys,
0: me. honestly, I don't know which one it was. It, it but, was, yeah, it was. Yeah, but Oscar shared a really, yeah, really deep story. Yeah, In my life, yeah, I, I
1: shared like the whole how yeah. I had to transform myself from who I was to who I am now, mm, mm. and it was tough yeah. also. Yeah, but guys, he, I'm going to get him back out of retirement. Don't worry.
0: Yeah, as a result, reti- it's, <laughs> it's my project. It's my personal project. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, Every time I used to holler at you, I didn't even know that, bro. I didn't even know that's what you're you're going through. Mm. Right. And, mm. and you've come out stronger for it. I
0: feel. Yeah, for sure, for sure. There's more clarity. Yeah. So I think the takeaway for anyone watching or listening to that story is that take real relationships seriously. It's yeah. not. It's it's life can look like you know you're going, you're meeting all these new people, you're yeah. doing all this stuff. If you don't have real relationships, you can find yourself trust, on an island. Trust me, because it's, you're never always yeah. going to be with somebody.
1: Even for me, like I think the whole just to tie into the whole mm. relationships thing, like with man talk and kind of with mm. joining social media and putting myself yeah. more there. I've also, like, developed fresh relationships. Mm, mm. But one of the things that I'm really grateful for is that Eli and Martin mm. and the, the homies have been there, like, to kind of give me wisdom. Mm, mm. And I've not lost touch with my childhood friends. I love yeah. South Sea homies till I die. Like, on, till, I die, yeah. till I die. Till I die. So, like, I, I, I haven't lost touch with those people. And those, those are the people that know me, that's grown up with me. Timu's dad, mm. my, the Mantok crew now. I have Eli and my mm, boys. Mm. So, like, I've not lost touch of that. And even when people come into my life now, I still measure them from that lens of, yeah. You know, because i I've, like you've seen the fallouts that I've had to have yeah. with some people who yeah. just seem to be extremely superficial. Yeah. And have no not a drop of concern yeah. for whatever it is they do and the consequences of the actions. Yeah. And you know how that really irritates me. Yeah. And yeah. and the world of social media can be very superficial. People there might be hanging out, doing drinks chilling but there's no real vibe there's no real mm. connection mm. and like don't mm. don't buy into it guys your mm. life is beautiful mm. trust me yeah, I yeah, tell yeah.
0: you. j cole says it best yeah no such thing mm. as a life that's better than no yours, such man. thing yeah nothing yeah yeah so. yeah so yeah um so yeah i think have that's... real relationships and have somebody yeah. my reference point was my dad we've never had that kind of conversation yeah but it just being like just go just say it say it to somebody you'll be surprised at their reaction yeah because i was even hesitant to give all the information when i was talking to him yeah but he will be surprised so, talk to your parents. They'll yeah. surprise you.
1: Yeah, yeah, they'll surprise you. And your homies have have a proper support system. Yeah. And if your homies can't be a support system, then they're not your homies. They're yeah, not your homies. Yeah. Clear,
0: cut and dry. Yeah. Yeah. Alright man. I think uh... guys. I hope you've enjoyed that. I hope you've taken something from that. Yeah. Uh, there's one more episode. I hope you enjoy watching that next week on Mantalk. Dot ke kee, out. Ee. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, guys.